I owe this podcast to Bill Bowman. Bill Bowman is a longtime and beloved friend of mine who recently turned me on to a minor cult figure from the 1950s and earlier named Lord Buckley. Richard Buckley was a former kind of comic slash um, MC for dance marathons during the Great Depression, uh, later a kind of uh, a cabaret performer who in the 50s uh, turned himself into someone known as the hit messiah, Lord Buckley. And uh, Buckley uh, became um, uh, famous for his combination of a visual persona in white tie and tails, or a tuxedo with a British uh, accent and a twirled mustache and often a pith helmet, coupled with a uh, remarkable um, learning from African-American preachers and African-American jazz hipster slang, which made him sound like an African-American preacher often in his routines, although his basic persona visually was of an English gentleman known as Lord Buckley. And he then uh, made a breakthrough further by taking works of classic literature and translating them into kind of a pre-beat um, hipster slang, uh, specifically Mark Anthony's oration in uh, The Death of Caesar in uh, um, Julius Caesar and uh, Scrooge, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol he did a version of and uh, Vasco da Gama's uh, Remarkable Adventures uh, tied into a work of um, sublime religious humility known as The Gasser, a tremendously moving and odd hip routine uh, on uh, uh, Mahatma Gandhi called The Hip Gone, and um, Jonah and the Whale, and uh, the Marquis de Sade, and um, various other hip monologues which he created, some of which were um, written for him by others, and he created this persona with these classic hip transformed transliterated monologues, the chief of which are the most celebrated which, and the one I think that is the one which is the most uh, beautiful, uh, entitled The Naz, which is the ministry of Jesus of Nazareth, told in hip, proto-beatnik, hipster slang. Now, I'm no good at uh, uh, imitating his... Uh, accent. I can't uh, in a million years touch the uh, highly thought through routine that he gave to his material, which in fact had a kind of mystic or mystic humane, or I might even say a very specifically Christian symphony of love, uh, flow of the divine mercy vibe. I can't imitate Lord Buckley's actual spoken style. For that, you'll have to go on YouTube and in various other internet sites where you can hear most of his routines, many of which are outstanding and even sublime. But what I'm going to do is simply read to you with my little white ass. I'm going to read to you in this uh, lily white persona uh, um, 
Bill once said that I was a credit to my race. Now, we're talking back in the early 60s, little boys. Uh, I'm so pale. I'm going to read my uh, reading of The Naz by Lord Buckley, which uh, originated in the 50s and was performed in many, many low-end nightclubs uh, from Chicago to New York to Los Angeles and Hollywood. And I'm just going to read it and uh, let you think about it and hear it, uh, possibly if it may be for the first time. It was certainly the first time, thanks to Bill, that I ever heard the Naz when he gave me a brilliant book by Oliver Traeger entitled Dig Infinity, a very persistent and thorough and I think largely accurate biography of Lord Buckley with a CD at the end of it which has a wonderful live recording of Buckley performing his great monologue, but there were many others. Now, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to make a few theological comments. I'm no cultural maven here. I'm no, don't present myself for the way Robin Williams is able to, and Jerry Garcia is able to, and Jonathan Winters is able to, and Steve Allen is able to, and George Harrison is able to in this book by Traeger on the Lord Buckley, because all of these great uh, creators and many, many others have a take on Lord Buckley, the seminal. Jerry Garcia's is among the most interesting and amazing. I am not doing that. That's been done by others who are much closer to the material, but I'm interested in it as a theologian, as a Christian, and as someone who sees in someone like Lord Buckley a a marginal figure who kept true to the real message, a message which is so completely overcome by law and uh, hectoring and the kind of approach that Christianity has uh, earned for itself of a kind of criticism and uh, put down not meaning to and self-righteousness and Phariseeism, much of which is an earned agenda, but a lot of it is not. It's simply sort of a walking into something without understanding the heart of it or a hyper-intellectualization of the gospel material. Lord Buckley, Richard Buckley, the con man nut comic, but uh, the inspired monologist, has, to my way of thinking, as much to say to us about the founder of Christianity as anyone in the uh, last 30 and 40 years. So I'll read um, the Naz now and then make a few comments. Now look at all you cats and kitties out there whipping and wailing and jumping up and down and sucking up all that juice and patting each other on the back and hipping each other who the greatest cat in the world is. Mr. Malenkov, Mr. Delenkov, Mr. Zelenkov, Mr. Eisenhower, Mr. Woosenweiser, Mr. Weisenwooser, Mr. Woodhill, Mr. Beechill, and Mr. Churchill, and all them hills going to get you straight. If they can't get you straight, they know a cat that knows a cat that'll straighten you. But I'm going to put a cat on you who is the coolest, grooviest, sweetest, wailingest, strongest cat that ever stomped on this sweet swingin' sphere. And they called this here cat the Naz. He was a carpenter kitty. Now the Naz was a kind of a cat that came on so cool and so groovy and so with it that when he laid it down... Wham! It stayed there. Naturally, all the rest of the cats say, Man, look at that cat whale. He's wailing up a storm over there. Hey, I tell you, he... I dug that. Get off my back, Jack. What's the matter with you? I'm trying to hear what the cat's putting down. They're pushing the Naz to dig his miracle lick. So the Naz say, Cool, babies. Tell you what I'm going to do. I ain't going to make 
two, four, six, eight of you cats, but I'm going to take all twelve of you studs and straighten you all at the same time. You cats look like you pretty hip. He say, you buddy with me. So the Naz and his buddies was goofing off down the boulevard one day, and they run into a little cat with a bent frame. So the Naz looked at this little cat with a bent frame, and he say, what's the matter with you, baby? And the little cat with the bent frame, he say, my frame is bent, Naz. He say, it's been bent from in front. So the Naz looked at the little cat with the bent frame, and he put the golden eyes of love on this here little kitty, and he looked right down into the window of the little cat's soul and say to the little cat, he say, straighten. Zoom, boom. Up went the cat like an arrow. And everybody jumping up and down and say, look what the Naz put on that boy. You dug him before, redig him now. Everybody talking about the Naz. What a great cat he was. How he swung with the glory of love. How he straightened out the squares. How he swung through the money-changing court and kicked all the short-changers all over the place and he knocking the corners off the squares. How he put it down for the cat, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down twice, dug it, didn't dig it. Put it down a third time, boom. Walked away with his eyes bugging out of his head, bumping into everybody. And they pulling on the Naz's coattails. They wanted him to sign the autograph. They want him to do a gig here, do a gig there, play the radio play the video. He can't make all that jazz. Like I explained to you, he's a carpenter kitty, got his own lick. But when he know he should go to blow and cannot go because he got too much strain on him, straightening out the squares, he sends a couple of these cats to do his hippin'. So came a little 60-cent gig one day, and the Naz was in a blind, and he put it on a couple of his boys. So, boys, take care of that for me, would you? Take it off your wig, Naz, we'll cool it. And they started out to straighten it out for the Naz. And they came to a little old 20-cent pool of water. And they got in the middle of the water with the boat. And all of a sudden, wham, bam, the lightning flashing and the thunder roaring and the boat is going up and down. And these poke cats figuring every minute going to be the last one. One cat look up and here come the Naz, cool as anyone you've ever seen, right across the water, stomping. And there's a little cat on board. I think his name was Jude. He say, hey, Naz, can I make it out there with you? And the Naz say, make it, Jude. And old Jude went stomping off that boat, took about four steps, dropped his whole card, and zoot, Naz had to stash him back on board again. So the Naz say, what seemed to be the trouble here, boys? What's the matter with you babies now? You hitting on that S-O-S-ing bell pretty hard. You're going to bend that bell knocking on it like that. One cat say, what seems to be the trouble? Can't you see the storm storming and the lightning flashing and the thunder roaring? And the Naz say, I told you to stay cool, didn't I, babies? To the people who don't know, that means to believe. To stay cool is to have the sweet fragments of serenity rock you away. So now everybody is talking about the Naz. Ooh, this beautiful, swinging man. How he is setting the country on fire with great sparks of great love, like a swinging nonstop satellites going through all the lanes and valleys and alleys and putting down the scene with such beauty and such power and such charm. 
And now sparks 75 feet long shooting out of the grapevine, and they now got 5,000 of these little cats and kitties in the Naz's hometown where the cat live, looking to get straight. Well, he knows he can't straighten them there. It's too small a place. Don't want to hang everybody up. So the Naz backed away a little bit, and they looked at these cats and kitties, and he say, Come on, babies, let's cut out down the pike. And there went the Naz with these 5,000 cats and kitties stomping up a storm behind him. There's a great love river of joy is going like a great chain through these gorgeous cats and kitties as they swing along the great beat of the Naz. And the birds are flying along on one side and singing love songs to these cats and kitties. And there's a great jubilee of love and the Naz talking about how pretty the hour, how pretty the flower, how pretty you, how pretty me, how pretty the tree. Naz had them pretty eyes. He wanted everybody to see through his eyes and see how pretty it was. They having such a glorious swinging Mardi Gras time that before you know it, they were 42 miles out of town and ain't nobody got the first biscuit. So the Naz look at all them cats and kitties. He say, you hungry, ain't you babies? And the one cat say, yeah, Naz, we're digging so hard what you putting down. We didn't prepare, Naz. We goofed. So the Naz say, well, we got to take it easy here. We wouldn't want to go ahead and order something you might not like, would we? And they say, sweet double hypnos, you put it down and we'll pick it up. And the Naz step away a little bit and put a glorious sound of love on them. He said, oh, sweet swinging flowers of the field. And they said, oh, great nonstop singular sound of beauty. And he said, stomp upon the terra. They did. He said, lift your miracle, the body. The body went up. He said, lift your arms. The arms went up. He said, higher. They went higher. He said, dig infinity. And they dug it. And when they did, wham, there was a great flash of thunder, lightning, hit the scene. Cats looked down. In one hand, there was a great big stuffed sweet smoked fish. And in the other, a long gone crazy loaf of that southern homemade honey taste and ever loving sweet bread. Why, these po cats flipped. Naz never did nothing simple. When he laid it, he laid it. Well, there, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, is Lord Buckley's The Naz. Now, he did a great many other uh, presentations, and uh, there's a lot of religion in almost all of them. He actually said the following, I am the only comic who brings the word of Christ into the nightclubs, and the more people who are exposed to that message, no matter where they are, the better. Paul Zaloum, who was a, is a performance artist and uh, a person who performed in the East Village for years, and he performed while we lived there at the Intermedia and another theater very near to Grace Church. Paul Zaloum said, Lord Buckley understood the idea of Jesus Christ probably better than any other human being that's ever lived. And I'll finally quote Lord Buckley himself on the church and uh, really what he was doing in relationship to it. Lord Buckley said this, it is said that the people have not left the church, but the church has left the people. And if that is so, which it most certainly is, then it is only reasonable to assume, according to the study of the science of the cycle of design, that there must have been 
and is working now, a whole new movement in great public beauty and therapy to take over the delinquencies of the church at just the propitious moment. Now, Lord Buckley was persecuted by the New York Police Department over the famous cabaret card controversy, and he lost his license, you might say, to perform in New York City nightclubs, and this caused such a terrible time for him uh, that many people blame the stroke that he suffered very soon after his card was taken. There was a big fuss, uh, and even Norman Mailer got in on it, and finally uh, the system was changed, and the police chief uh, at the time uh, had to resign, but it was after Buckley himself, in his Gramercy Park rented flat, um, had a stroke and died. And um, like so many of uh, these people, there's a sadness because he was not recognized in his time. And even now, it's a enthusiasm. But what is so marvelous about what you just heard, and this is the uh, comment I want to make about Lanaz, is that in it there are certain features that someone of faith or someone who is interested in the New Testament or in the the message of the believing family, uh, uh, even if you are just on the extreme edges of it or just thinking about it or searching for some kind of a hope, there is a humane power to this message that is seldom uh, really picked up on and is almost uh, criticized as sentimental or a kind of meek and gentle Christianity as opposed to its sort of truly apocalyptic, eschatological Albert Schweitzer Wilhelm Rede, Bultmanian picture of a failed Jewish prophet of uh, apocalyptic uh, magnetism. And yet that is really not what has made the great uh, impression uh, from Christ's life and the way he died on people. And what has always made the great impression is the love and the giving and the audience of losers and uh, all types and people on the margins that Christianity has in theory made a profession of uh, uh, saying that the Son of Man came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And this particular passage, that he didn't come to call the squares, the righteous, but the but the kiddies and the cats, the, the regular people, the sinners, both the victims and the victimizers, to some kind of inclusive love. That, that is the essence of what Christianity is about. And that has always, in fact, been the crown jewel, crown witness of Christianity has been that. And it's the part of Christianity that is both the most attractive and often the most obscured, both in the culture at large, and in the in the uh, the church which purports to present this message, and I'd like to make just a few comments about uh, the Naz that you just heard. Um, notice uh, first that uh, he um, he bends down and he heals the cripple whose frame has been bent from in front, and they say, "You dug him before, redig him now." And it says he swung with the glory of love, how he straightened out the squares, how he swung through the money-changing court and kicked all the short changes all over the place, and he knocked the corners off the squares. And um, he then is uh, given uh, this experience with Jude in the boat. Now, Buckley uh, twice refers to the person we know as St. Peter, here as Jude, and in another uh, scene when the Last Supper is brought into it. I think it's in the uh, very powerful, lengthy monologue called The Gasser. I think in that passage there's a reference to the Last Supper, and Peter, who is going to deny him three times, I believe it's in there, is referred to as Jude. So something about, he didn't want to use Peter's name, perhaps for fear of offense, but Jude is Peter. And uh, Jude uh, uh, fails uh, and falls, and uh, here in parenthesis, Buckley defines faith. To the people who don't know, 
To stay cool means to believe. To stay cool is to have the sweet fragments of serenity rock you away. Now, I might add that uh, Lord Buckley was a famous um, 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 proponent of the use of marijuana. And he very much was a marijuana uh, user, and uh, there's a lot to be said about that, and there are all sorts of opinions about that. But uh, what he didn't do was drink alcohol. He believed that you could, quote, never win the fight against the, against the juice. And so he became a member of AA. He was an active member of Alcoholics Anonymous and attributed his turning from alcohol in his uh, early years of his marriage, um, which was destroying his marriage, to the weed on AA. Take that. And we now... Um, get this beautiful picture of the Naz with this great river of joy. And this reminds me always of that passage about the Galilean springtime that was so beautifully evoked in Ernst Reynolds' The Life of Jesus, which is a book that's so controversial and people think it was negative to Jesus. Well, people who say that haven't read it. If you've actually read it, while it doesn't credit the physical miracles and the miracles of space and time, it is a very, very beautiful and very sincere evocation of the beauty of the loving vision of the preaching of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount in Galilee before he headed south for the Judean polemic and his passion, death, and resurrection in Jerusalem. And this is how um, this beautiful time of the Sermon on the Mount is summed up, as you may have heard already, from uh, Lord Buckley. And there went the Naz with these 5,000 cats and kitties stomping up a storm behind him. There's a great love river of joy is going, like a great change of these gorgeous cats and kitties as they swing in along the great beat of the Naz. Now, this is a beautiful line. And the birds are flying along on one side and singing love songs to these cats. Well, now, that's very powerful. Later on when he was arrested and the police were so awful to him, it was a true example of the abuse of power. Um, and, uh, you know, Billie Holiday was involved in all that and many others. And uh, he was... Um, so treated, he, see, he gave a monologue in which he said, what the police need is more love. One of the last monologues he gave, one of the last little speeches was, he said, what the police need is more love. Well, the birds are flying along on one side and singing a love song to these cats, and there's a great jubilee of love and the Naz talking about how pretty the hour, how pretty the flower, how pretty you, how pretty me, how pretty the tree. Naz had them pretty eyes. He wanted everybody to see through his eyes and see how pretty it was. Now, you may think immediately, imputation. This is the Christian teaching that God looks upon us with imputing love. He brings to what he sees a picture of our perfection in him that is far different from the way we feel and the way we intrinsically are. And in seeing us as perfected and healed rather than diseased and distorted, we ourselves, simply by being seen that way, we actually begin to become that way. That's known as righteous regard or imputation. And uh, Buckley, like a great artist that he, I believe he was, sees this and puts it into words. He said, Naz had them pretty eyes. He wanted everybody to see through his eyes and see how pretty it was. Then we have the, the, the running out of the food and the remarkable back and forth with the people where he says, uh, there's no food. And the Naz step away a little bit and put a glorious sound of love on them. He said, oh, sweet swinging flowers of the field. And they said, oh, great nonstop singular sound of beauty. And he said, stomp upon the terra. They did. He said, lift your miracle, the body. The body went up. He said, lift your arms. The arms went up. He said, higher. They went higher. He said, dig infinity. And they dug it. Well, now that is just uh, 
such a, uh, it's natural theology, it blesses the body, it's sacramental, it is incarnational, it is participatory, it is a line dance, it is a uh, statement of praise and humility at the very deepest level, but praise to nature. You can almost, God is not, he said Jehovah Cat once, he didn't really, he said it was hard for him to talk about Jehovah Cat. He had to deal with about a God he could see, and uh, in fact, I believe, let's see, he said that very um, specifically. Uh, I think uh, I like to worship something I can see. He he wrote on a, in a he said in a interview with uh, on a Berkeley California radio station, and then an interview with Studs Terkel in Chicago. He said I have to, something I can get my brains on. I don't know about that Jehovah cat. I can't reach him. And then he talks about an experience he had on the freeway when his car broke down, and uh, two people came and finally helped him, and and that was God. That was God in the flesh. So there's a tremendous sacramentalism here. There's a love of the Jesus who is, in fact, meek and mild and at the same time profoundly strong. And uh, he has instinctively cornered the market on those aspects of the founder of Christianity, which I believe are core and fundamental and paramount and trump all other possible um, interpretations of the many things that Jesus said and did. These are the core Love, forgiveness, mercy, absolution, right up into the end when he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I believe that Lord Buckley understood as well as you could possibly do what uh, the heart of the faith is. And it's so interesting that this came from a marginal figure. I mean, he did many, many other things, but he talks about the Savior, our Savior, all the time in his work. And he constantly, especially in the Gasser, uh, in the one on... uh, on uh, a God's Own Drunk, I think it's called, and oh, uh, many uh, quotations from interviews and letters. He pumped on the great river of love, which he specifically associated with the Naz. And I'll read uh, uh, one last uh, paragraph about him and then let you do some homework and uh, listen to this remarkable artist who, in a way, lived in a true Nazareth, the way I use that word, the way many of us use it. A Nazareth is a place because the people in Jerusalem said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It was considered the boondocks, the back of beyond. Someone told me today that they'd gone to visit a big city somewhere and they'd assumed it would be a bunch of yokels. They just assumed it would be rubes. Now, this this is a famous big city, but it's uh, in a part of the country that people often think of as being very much sort of deep south. And uh, they were very surprised, these people, when they discovered that these were not rubes at all, but they were lovely, refined, and thoughtful, interesting people. But we all do this. And so here we have Nazareth. Nazareth. He comes out of Nazareth. That is to say, he comes out of the strangest place, Lord Richard Buckley. And this is what Jim Burns wrote in Traeger's book about, uh, about Lord Buckley. Buckley called the cabarets where he worked Atomic Age cathedrals, and he believed deeply in what he's doing, in what he was doing. He was a religious man. Like the Naz, he was trying to make other people see everything pretty, too. And it was typical of him that at the time when his cabaret license was seized, he told the police he thought they needed more love. It was once said of him that he wasn't willing to spout banalities to earn a dollar. Perhaps that is why we didn't hear about him while he was alive. Well, many points in there. Follow it through. Look at the flower that was Lord Buckley. Look at the flower, which is the Naz, as a work of art. Look at the flower, which is the person about whom the Naz was created. 
and look at the flower which this particular perspective on the great avenue of love can in fact be. Here was a proto-flower child, and yet if we could stick with it, the profile of this one world religion would be ever so much higher and so much more warmly embraced and have a, have a chance again to, to speak about that which is most uh, wonderful in uh, the religion, which is God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. I find Lord Buckley to be a, a very, very important light. And I thank Bill Bowman for bringing Lord Butley, Lord Butler, Lord Buckley uh, to me, and then, God willing, to you. Thank you so much, and God bless.